0: If you had 20 minutes with a counselor, what would you ask? I'm Anna Nash. And I'm Julie Sparkman, counselor with Restore Ministries here in Birmingham, Alabama. You are listening to Head to Heart, a podcast to help you connect what you know with how you live. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Hey, y'all. My name is Anna Nash, and I'm here with my friend Julie Sparkman. Hey, everybody. We are glad to be back with you today in conversation with you um, surrounding the topics included in Julie's newest study called From the Inside Out, Why Your Heart Matters More Than What You Do. And today on lesson, is Lesson 3, and the title of this is Developing a Heart Awareness. Is that correct, Julie? We are in right smack dab in the middle of a six-week series, and so our desire is that through this podcast we will be able to have conversation around her study. But also, if you're not going through the current study, um, that you would still benefit from listening to the content that we bring although we would encourage you um, if you want to enhance some of these topics in your life it would be great to go through this study on your own or with a group and that's in the show notes our dear mandy miller will tell you about how to do all those things so julie here we go you ready to rock and roll with lesson three all right because this is one of my favorites well it is for me too as i listen to the audio um immediately immediately it just hit so um so personal with me as you began to talk about the inner coach. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of the trends going around in books and podcasts and the therapy world are using this phrase inner critic. Right. Um, And I have somewhat identified with that, with the voices in my head. But when you said inner coach, it sort of a different string I was like okay now I can really relate to that Mm -hmm. so Julie talk to us a little bit right now about what what exactly is your definition of the inner coach
1: okay so see when you say inner critic what we're doing is we're making the assumption that the voice inside your head is always negative Mm -hmm. but it can also be positive it can also be encouraging So here's the fact. You're going to have a voice in your head, Mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. So if it's the inner coach, it's either a good coach or it's a bad coach. But if it's always called the inner critic, then all we can do is fire it. Yes. And the fact is, is no, you don't need to fire. Well, first off, you can't fire it anyway. Right. Right. You're you're going to have an internal monologue. But uh, she just needs to be retrained. He. The voice in your head needs to be retrained. So when we're talking about that inner coach, I'm referring to that inner voice in your head. Um, Now, again, at points, it can be positive, Mm -hmm. but most of the time it is negative and harsh and critical.
0: Right. And for me personally, the reason that I so identified with coach is I take the inner critic. I move very quickly into fixing things Mm -hmm. and that word should. I shoulda, I shoulda, I should do this. If I'd only done this, like, I need to do it differently. So that coach is like, you know, making a life change or a decision or being intentional or or giving yourself certain directives to move yourself into a new position. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I I just really identify with that word. So where where do you think Mm -hmm. we get these voices? Where do these voices come from? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, first off, I really do want to, again, emphasize everybody has this everybody has this and you're always gonna have it
0: no matter who you are
1: that's right comes from I'm gonna say first off I would say basic wiring I think Mm -hmm. each of us are designed by God to run a certain way Mm -hmm. and so I think to begin with that that inner voice that inner coach is somewhat prescribed by your basic your basic wiring Um, secondly it, it comes from a compilation of experiences where we experience success or failure, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then based upon that success or failure, we will begin to write a narrative Mm -hmm. on that. For ourselves. For ourselves, that's right. And then also it comes from uh, parents, teachers, coaches,
0: bosses. Other other real literal voices. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That have
1: been speaking into your life, past and present, slow constant repetition of the same message uh which would be as in situations of emotional abuse and we will get their words stuck stuck Mm -hmm. in our heads Um, now this is the interesting thing too is we are significantly more impacted and our brain is more shaped i have seen through negative input from other voices rather than positive input it tends Mm -hmm. to be what Mm -hmm. we retain Mm -hmm from others, from our experience, tends to be
0: a significant negative narrative. Right, right. And very literally, you say in the material that at times these voices can shut us down. Mm -hmm. Can Mm -hmm. shut us down. Mm -hmm. So that trigger word comes up, which which is the thing Mm -hmm. that shuts you down. And so how can our own thinking impact us in that way? this is you know this is so
1: so fascinating to recognize truly how much our thinking regulates our emotional our physical mm-hmm. and our spiritual mm-hmm. well-being. Mm-hmm. It is unbelievable.
0: And when you start paying attention, you're like, oh, oh yeah. my goodness, yeah, it yeah. really does.
1: Yeah. So let me start with an example that I think that anybody can relate to. Let's say that you hire a, let's say a math coach for your child.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, interestingly, your child's grades are not improving, they're actually dropping. And you're like, gee whiz, what is the problem here? So one day you overhear that math coach talking with your child. And that math coach says, Are you serious? We have gone over this. How many times have we gone over this and you still don't have it? Mm. And what do you do with that math coach at that point? Nope. That's right. That's right. That you say, oh my word, no wonder his or her performance is going down Mm -hmm. because literally what's happening when that child experiences that shaming voice from that coach, that child's brain shuts down in protection mode at that point, because they cannot tolerate that. And so in fact, not only does that negative input not empower, it actually has the exact reverse Mm -hmm. effect. And everybody understands that. That's why we do worse, Mm -hmm. and that child did worse, and that would make all kinds of sense to you. And you would say, oh my word, I've got to hire somebody different. But I do want you to see the incredible impact of that is exactly what happens in your brain. When your brain starts saying things to you like, are you serious? Mm. You've been a believer how long Mm -hmm. and you're still doing this? Shame on me. Mm -hmm. The exact same process happens in your brain as that child did with that math coach. And that is your brain shuts down Mm -hmm. or goes into that fight response. But generally what it tends to do is just shut down. Growth can't happen if you're shut down. So mm-hmm. that's why it is essential for us to become aware. What is that voice saying to us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that we can keep ourselves in the non-shutdown mode? Does that make sense to you?
0: Yes. I think that just what, you, what I hear you saying is begin to recognize that voice. Mm-hmm. Listen for it. Watch for it. Recognize mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So my question would be, like, why does that stunt your growth? Like, why does listening to the voices and believing the voices stop your growth?
1: Well, because what's actually happening is it's triggering your brain has a memory of another experience or another voice of a parent, teacher, or soccer coach mm-hmm. that spoke to us in a similar manner and that wounded us. Mm. So at that point, that memory lodged. Now, by the way, you might not, that might not even be conscious to you. Right, right. But that memory is lodged in your brain. And remember that your brain's purpose for you is to work for you by keeping you out of danger. That's the purpose of your your brain. That's what it's trying to do. And so because that memory is lodged in there, when someone begins to speak or you begin to speak in a similar tone, whatever, your brain goes into shutdown mode. Warning, warning, warning. It's happening again. Shut down. Protect. Move away. Well, when I shut down, protect, move away, I make it impossible for me to grow. Because you see what's happening is, again, just like PTSD, your brain is seeking to protect you. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, it's going to shut down. Again, why is it shutting down? Because of the way that it's being spoken to, Mm -hmm.
0: interestingly, by you. Mm, Wow. And it really is a a healthy thing, right, that you said, like sometimes when we're in danger, those memories keep us, You know, protect if they're good that they protect us, but we don't need to let them just linger and lie. I mean, we we can't, it's Mm -hmm. out of our control. And the first step to beginning this healing process and this new growth is to recognize these voices. Mm -hmm. That's right. Would you say to try to identify where they came from at this point, or not really, just more recognizing? You know, in the homework,
1: um. I do ask, you know, when you think of your inner voices, do any of them <laughs> sound familiar? And there's points at okay. which I'll ask, I'll ask a client, does that hmm, does that sound familiar? Where did you learn what you just said to me? For example, uh, uh, I'm lousy at this. I'm not a follow-through girl. I, I'm lousy at this. Okay, if, if somebody says that repeatedly mm-hmm, to me, I'll mm-hmm. ask them, huh, that's interesting. When did you decide that? Where did you learn that? Hmm. So sometimes, yeah, I'll absolutely... I'll absolutely ask about that. I don't think it's completely necessary that I know that, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it can be helpful because again, so much of this is us learning this is normal, natural, at points it works against us. We can seek to make it work for us, but we need to be much more gentle with ourselves. Mm. There is a reason that your brain is doing what it's doing, and it's not because you're faithless or immature. But because it's seeking to protect you, and at that point, it's working against you, but it's a matter of you saying, okay, yes, I understand why I'm saying what I'm saying. Okay, Mm -hmm. okay, Mm -hmm. I hear it, but it's okay now. That's not reality at this point. It's not reality. But again, before we do that, we have to become aware, right? Aware of uh, what's happening within us and how we develop
0: that awareness. We pay attention to the indicator lights. Which are like under the hood, the lights that are indicating what's Mm -hmm. really going on on a deeper level. That's right. And I just teach three. Whenever I feel a strong feeling, emotion,
1: uh, whenever I have a very strong, loud thought, or whenever I have a physical response to something, whenever Mm -hmm. I'm going to say my light panel just lit up, I just... I all of a sudden, he said that and I became enraged. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's what's going on. My emotional feeling is mm-hmm. coming on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, either one of those, any of them can come on at the same time or just one comes on. But again, awareness, awareness of, oh my goodness, what just happened? I, I, honestly, it's 75% of the battle to change. So often, if we can hear what's going on in our minds, we can correct But if we can, so we have to hold off evaluation. I'm not going to say, are you serious? Mm -hmm. Did you just think that? Right. I'm going to hold that off because if I can hold that off, then I can allow myself to become a little bit curious. Free. Okay? More free to explore. That's right. That's right. So I can recognize that thought. Like, for example, are you serious? You're not in junior high anymore. Why can't you get past this? Mm -hmm. Whoa. Wow.
0: Where would that come from? Yeah. That yes. really is there.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just sit back. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. What's that doing to me? See, again, it's, it's you noticing what's happening and beginning to have a degree of compassion mm. for yourself. Right. Um, right there. Because if that, if that voice starts telling you, when we start going through that, what is it that you're thinking What emotion are you feeling right now? Where are you feeling it in your body? If that inner coach comes in at that point and says, are you serious? And starts evaluating those three indicator lights, then we're gonna shut down that whole process. Remember, there is nothing good or bad about thinking, feeling, emotion, yet. We're not gonna evaluate it yet. Because again, that's like when one of my indicator lights comes onto my car, I don't go to the mechanic and say, hey, this indicator light, it's red, it should be green. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: mechanic would say, Why do you why do you care about that? What you care about is what's the indicator light telling you? That's what I need to do. I right. don't need to talk about the right or the wrong of the indicator light, but instead, hey, that thought right there, that's telling me something deeper that's going on. And so we want to become open to that. And what we'll, so we've got to watch that voice of the inner coach condemning at that point when we're simply going, hey, what am I feeling right now? And that comes in. Are
0: you serious? That condemnation kills that curiosity. Okay, well, so, Julie, when that happens, so let's talk about those three things again. Yeah. An intense emotion, a profound thought that's very obvious, and something going on in my body physically that happens, and quickly rushing behind it are all the shaming thoughts or the shoulds, or whatever, what do I do to stop that Mm -hmm. connection, Mm -hmm. or like, well, what what would you say to us, like, Mm -hmm. do you just, just recognize that, and just try not to, well, I can't try not to. Yeah, yeah, again, Um, you know, when uh, I I do
1: this in the office a lot, where I just, you know, so tell me, tell me more about that, and, and she, or he says, you know, so, so I, I thought, oh, you know, I just felt so lonely. I felt rejected. And then I realized that, you know, I'm thinking, oh, they don't like me. I mean, for God's sakes, I know that's so silly. What am I in junior high? See, so at that point, I'll just say, okay, wait just one second, okay? Um, would you be willing to hold off on evaluating that just yet? Could you just, just be willing to put that aside? Because what we need to do right now is we need to get everything out so that we can get a clearer understanding of what's going on within us. So that we can get to a place of knowing how to move on. But we don't know how to move on until we can get all the information out on the table. So I'm just collecting data, and at this point in the process, I'm not evaluating the data. I will get to that, but not at this point. Um, So again, if that inner coach starts in on me and starts saying that's wrong, what's going to happen is I will start looping. I'll get stuck in those thoughts, in those feelings. I (sighs) move nowhere. They just start, okay, something like this. Oh, I'm thinking this, but I shouldn't think this. Oh my word, but I do think this. This is so ridiculous. Now here I am thinking it again, right? So that is, we're looping right there. And the reason we're looping is because that inner coach is at that point talking to you about what you're bringing up. And all we need to say is, just a moment let's just hold off
0: Mm -hmm.
1: not be quiet gut it out, but just hey gently not right now let me suspend that for just a second and allow me to get the information that i need from what i'm feeling from what i'm thinking from uh where i'm holding that in my body so do you do you um you know what i'm talking about right there do you know pragmatically anna uh-huh. When
0: I'm saying, how do you use your indicator lights? What am I saying to you? Right. So what I hear you saying is I, I have three main indicator lights on my dashboard, which will be my thoughts and my feelings and the way I feel physically. And when I am faced with an inner voice in my head that I can almost hear that's coaching me, um, the the moment there is to just stop and try to identify that voice and sort of articulate what the voice is back to myself. Like, I hear that. Like, like it's like I, I sort of focus on materializing it more in my head. I don't just move on, you know, out of survival mode or out of just fixing it or just shaming myself or whatever. I just kind of sit with that voice and, and think, wow, I really did just hear that, say that to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, like... I, I said the wrong thing in a conversation. I get in the car and I say, that was so stupid. Why did I say that?
1: All right. Now I'm going to freeze frame you right there. Right. Okay. So I'm going to pick that up right there. Mm-hmm. What you're experiencing right there is the indicator light of two things. Number one, strong emotion, mm-hmm. shame. Mm-hmm. Number two, strong thought. You're so stupid. Why did you just do that? So there's right. two indicator lights that just came on right there. So i right. are just going to do this pragmatically. You're sitting in the car. So you, you say, okay, what am, I, well, what am I feeling right now? We're going to put some words to it. Attached to this podcast is going to be a list of feeling words. Mm-hmm, that we talked about
0: last time. That's right. Yep. You're
1: going to help mm-hmm. yourself do that. What am I feeling right now? And then, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. That shame is coming from that thought right there. And, again, I'm just being objective. All right. Because I just yeah. said to myself, wow, uh,
0: that's just, that was so stupid right. that you did that. So okay? some of my words might be, I feel immature. Right. I feel inadequate. I feel stupid. Right. Right. And where did that come from? It came from
1: again, I'm asking myself, what's the other? What's the other indicator light? Hey, so what was I thinking that's creating that? And then finally would be this. Right now just body scan. Where are you holding that in mm-hmm. your body right now? Is right. it tightness of chest? Is it And all I'm trying to do is teach you when your <coughs> indicator lights are going on. Mm-hmm. And what you're experiencing right there is your indicator panel just lit up and when it lights up what's it telling you to do? Just, I want you to be curious about those three things. It doesn't matter which way you start. A lot of times people start with a physical response. Yeah, yeah. Okay? And then again, so if you start with physical, then I'm going to say all right. Yeah. Put some what what are you what are you feeling right now? What's right. an emotion word? Okay? What thinking is driving that emotion? So you see what I'm doing? I'm just working with those three things right, right. right there. Mm-hmm. And again, When it comes to the inner voice, you're going to start hearing that. And all again, we're not, we're going to say, shut up. I don't want you. I'm firing you. All we're going to say is hold off. Hold off. Be curious. Recognize. Yep. I'm just dumping the information right out right now. I don't need to evaluate just yet. Hold off Mm -hmm. so that I can get the data that I need because those indicator lights are telling you something important. Right. And if we, don't pay attention to them. We miss what God has given to us. He is telling us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trouble is on the horizon. Yeah. You are about to become very dysregulated. But there's a warning system. There's a warning system. And all of us have it. We all have it. We just aren't accustomed to paying attention to it. Some of us have learned not to trust it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right.
1: And that again goes back to the inner coach. Don't trust it. But again...
0: We're in this, just going to be real gentle with it again. Just hold it. Just Mm -hmm. sit there for a minute. Hit the pause button and just sit with it. You know, some of you out there might have heard that word um, deregulation. Dysregulation. Dysregulation. See, I don't even know what it is. Anyway, we're going to be talking about that on our next podcast episode, um, number four. And I want to close by asking you this one question, Julie. And I know you love it when I throw out a question that you haven't really thought about. But a lot of people in our audience might be going, well, this is great. Some people get to sit in the chair in Julie Sparkman's office with her catching them and looking at them and saying, wait, don't do that yet. Like doing this process together with a counselor or a therapist that understands this, that believes in this this concept. But what about so many of our people out there that don't have someone to do this process with? Would you encourage them at all to try to find a counselor or a therapist to do this with? To try to find a friend? Or how would they do something like this just on their own with the, their Father, their Heavenly Father?
1: Mm. You know, one thing that I almost always give it as an assignment to my clients right around this point mm-hmm. is I don't say to them, okay, I want you to fix that inner voice. What I always say is, could you just ask the Spirit right now to turn up Turn up the volume so you hear that inner voice. But also to teach you not to fear the indicator lights, but to move into them as God's invitation to you. Let's go deeper. Inner voice, inner um, coach is saying, don't go there, don't go there. Hold off just a moment and take the invitation. That's what those indicator lights are. They're indications from Jesus that say... Hey, something needs to be attended to here in your soul. Now, is it is it helpful to maybe do that with a friend? I don't know because to be perfectly honest, a lot of the time the friend can be the voice of shame. The, that's, exactly. that's right, or or helping you quote correct it or get out of it, yeah, and, and speaking truth to you when in fact it's not time yet. I right. want to just want to keep saying it's not time yet. We don't know what needs to be. Dealt with because mm-hmm. we're not getting everything out, and to be perfectly honest, we have very few friends that we can do that with. Right. Uh, so I believe that this is a work. I absolutely believe that this
0: is a work that you can do with the Spirit. Good. That's so helpful, and it, that it can be just a very personal, private thing going on between you and the Lord, and and the truth of His Word, which is getting back to the original Scripture that this whole study is built upon. Um, from out of the heart. Proverbs
1: 4:23 Okay, yep. go ahead, you put <laughs>
0: above all else guard your heart
1: for from it flows everything, everything you do and this whole class is simply about take your focus off what you do onto where what you do is coming from which is the heart which is the combination both of your thoughts and your feelings and your choices and so that's right. directly connected to if you'll notice the indicator lights right so that's all we're doing here. So but I think I, I truly do and and y'all
0: can send us uh email. Yeah, you can email us with any thoughts or questions or any, I mean, any great stories that the way the Lord is working in your life through this, um, that would be at info at restore-ministries.org. So next week, we'll jump on to lesson four. Again, we encourage you to listen and purchase the study with the workbook, but if you can't, we sure hope that our conversations around these topics is bringing you encouragement, and we are praying for you um, and we're just so, so grateful to be a part of your lives in this way.
1: Yes, yes. And you know what? Now that it just came into my mind. What? If you want to have help create a safe space, maybe with a friend, maybe with a spouse, whatever. Yeah. Have them listen to this
0: podcast. Yeah. So that they've heard the same information that you've heard. Great. So hey, there's an idea. Yeah, and if you are in a from the Inside Out small group, mm-hmm. that group might be that's a right. safe place to do some of this yeah yeah so we encourage you to exercise that
1: and also i want to encourage you that the best way to be a safe but uh, to create a safe place is to model being a safe place okay so practice these skills sometimes it's easier to practice this on other people right. than it is on yourself try this with your child right. try this with your your uh co-worker that's freaking out
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you so much for joining us today we'll Be visiting with you next time for
1: Lesson 4. Hey, Restore Ministry friends. This is Mandy Miller, and I work with the Restore Ministries team on um, Bible studies and a various number of other things. And we are so excited about Julie's newest study, From the Inside Out. Just wanted to let you know that there are three ways that you can participate this fall in From the Inside Out. The first way is you can um, purchase the video and workbook and walk through the study with me and a group of um, other people just like you in an online community. So that's one way. The second way is the traditional way, like if you wanted to be a facilitator, if you've done the study before or you wanted to lead a group through it there's a, there's a facilitator option and then there's also just an audio option if you just like to listen so go to w